This the remix. Jack spoke to the team this morning uh, during the team meeting. He was very open, very forthright, uh, very contrite, and apologized. Opened himself up to questions. He has already met with, with with some of our players and talked to some of them about what was said. I've been told those meetings went very, very well, and so I'm I'm, I'm very pleased with that. You know, with everything that's going on, you're not going to outlaw everything. You got to at least make it harder to to get those those crazy guns that everybody's using. I don't think you should be able to just walk in there and buy one. You got to be able to go through you know a, a rigorous process to to be able to buy something like that. I think so. You know, hopefully the people that get paid to make those decisions figure that out. My job is to play football, but hopefully the politicians can figure that one out. Well, we just got banned from the Warriors Stadium for life. Property ban, arena ban. Said you entered through an employee entrance of Chase Center prior to a Golden State game without a valid ticket. Uh, I, I have tickets. Credentials, authorization, blah, blah, blah. You deliberately deceived Chase Center building personnel by impersonating a Golden State Warriors employee. Your actions can also be deemed as an act of criminal trespass, and we reserve the right to pursue any criminal charges through the City of San Francisco Police Department and the City Attorney of San Francisco Office. Just crushed my dreams. Boom. Sadness. That's the one. The Stanley Cup final starts tonight. <laughs> I was going to say, was that fake? Yeah, that was fake play. Will anybody impersonate uh, Nathan McKinnon and try to skate on the ice before eh. the game? You got to do the goalie, right? They can't see your face. You yeah, just exactly. Keep the, keep the mask on. Um, but the Stanley Cup final starts tonight. Tampa versus Colorado. Jared Bednar uh, just got done talking to the media. He declined to name a starter in goal. Oh. Uh, but Greg Wyshynski did report that Darcy Kemper was in the starter's net at practice. So it looks like Darcy Kemper will be in net. Um, here's a question for you. What's going to be more disappointing? Which side would be more disappointing? If Tampa Bay comes up one series short of a three-peat or if Colorado fails again in the postseason when they have the best regular season team for the second straight year? More disappointing for just a fan? Just in general, which one would be more sort of like I mean, a devastating loss in the finals? Well, a team that's won two straight, I don't know if they can call a loss devastating. I just want them to do it as a fan of sports because I want to see a three-peat. Like, I want to see something that you don't see very often. Now, the correct answer is probably Colorado because they've been favored and they've been kind of this juggernaut team and they've been the best team two, three straight years in the regular season and they can't get it done. I just want to see Tampa Bay win it. I think the most devastating or disappointing is if Tampa doesn't win because this is this is a chance to see this is a very rare opportunity right, to see something in special hockey and in all and in all of our sports right to win three titles in a row right it, it does not happen very often and I sort of compare it to Brady and the Patriots not going 19 and 0 like nobody like feels bad that the Patriots didn't win the Super Bowl that year, right? Like Brady has won plenty of Super. The Patriots won plenty of Super Bowls, right? There's no like, oh, disappointing for their overall careers. But that would we would have looked back and we would have called that the greatest team that has ever played in the NFL. Yes. But they lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl. Like they came up one game short from being the greatest team we've ever seen play. But they did not pull it off. And not that Tampa will be considered the greatest three year run ever. Maybe uh, actually they. Could be, but in hockey is, or in, yeah, in, in hockey, but maybe they will be. But like 
it's a chance to see that type of history, like a dynasty level. This is something you're never going to see in your life again. This is something if you're Tampa's players. That's, that's why. Uh, yeah, right. that's why I said that first. Like, that's who. Right. That's what I want to see. Obviously, I want to see that. If Colorado wins, Tampa Bay Lightning players and fans and coaches can be like, well, we you just won two, two in a row. Right. Like, yeah, it sucks, but we're fine. But I think overall, it's more devastating to come that close to a historical event or historical run and come up short than it would be to just be an underperforming postseason right. team because there's underperforming postseason teams every single year. Like, there's multiple teams. You know, he's had some of those. Yeah. Bruce Cassidy, Bruce Cassidy or the Golden Knights. Well, both. both. But they've both had some <laughs> underperforming postseason runs. Exactly. So I, I think it's more disappointing for the team that's already won a couple to somehow end up not winning this one. Um, okay, I got I got to give you a hot take here that I have not gotten around to over the last couple of days. That we got to go back a couple of days. Gerard Gallant, game right. six when they when they lost, got eliminated with the Lightning. He's healthy scratched uh, Capo Caco, who was in their bottom six, wasn't really producing a lot of points. He had five points in nineteen postseason games. But he's one of their young guys. He was viewed as like a good defensive forward. He generally viewed as a productive player in the postseason. Gallant healthy scratched him. After the game, when asked about it, Gallant refused to talk about it. Like said, this is not the time to talk about that. A couple days later, sort of a more end of the season press conference, he said that he just scratched Capo Caco simply because he believed that he was putting his best team on the ice. That that was just a coach's decision to, Hey, we're going to scratch this guy because the important part there is in the 48 hours from when he was scratched to when Gallant finally said, why there was like speculation as to, well, why'd they scratch this right, guy? Like, right. did he do Especially in New York? Right. What did he do to get scratched? And Gallant ultimately just said, no, I just scratched him because it's, it's, it was my decision. The other part that was interesting is that Gerard Gallant said he did not have any conversation with Capo Caco before scratching him. And Capo Caco confirmed that he found out he was not in the lineup for game six when they posted the lineup in the locker room and his name wasn't on it. So there was no sort of like sit down conversation. Hey, we're taking you out of the lineup. Here's why it was just bleep you. Here's the lineup. You're not in it. First off, there's got to be better communication than that. Like you're gonna, skip. well, you're a gonna, twenty he, year old kid, and he's played every postseason yes, game. Yes, exactly. You and, don't pull him to the side, and, right? And even if it's a five say, minute conversation, say, hey, hey, man, we're we're pulling you out. Here's why. Here's right. what we're thinking. Right. Even if, even I mean, probably not gonna agree with it. No player would agree with no. it. But even if he doesn't agree with it, at least you've been told. Right. You can have some sort of understanding. So that part of it, I think, is pretty bad. But here's, I think, my bigger complaint about hockey coaches and it's not just in hockey, but we see it a lot with the golden Knights and Gerard Gallant did it again here. Coaches front office, whoever mandates this, whoever's answering the questions, they need to be more forthcoming with why players are not playing. And the sole reason is that it's more fair to the player to, to tell everybody the truth about why somebody's not playing. We see it here in for 48 hours, people are speculating. What did he do off the ice? Right. What did he do? Right. And there's questions about what did he do? Did he do something bad? Like, and if Gerard Gallant had just said right after the game, at least, no, we just scratched him because we thought so-and-so gave us a better, better chance, chance to, win, to win. Then it'd be, oh, okay. We can just talk might, about Might not agree with it. Right. You can talk about Gallant's decision, right? but there's nothing that's happening that. to the player. And right. we've seen this 
in Vegas, specifically with Robin Leonard. Remember, not this past season, but the one before. He was out for, what was it, two months? Mm -hmm. And ultimately, we found out it was a concussion. Ultimately, when Robin Leonard came back, we found that it was a concussion. But for a month or two, we had no idea why Robin Leonard was not in the lineup and what did it lead to. People oh, were speculating about his mental health. That Robin Leonard was not playing because of his mental health. Right. And what did Robin Leonard have to do when he finally came back and was ready to play again? He had to, in, in a press conference to the media, basically say, no, it was a concussion. I don't, it, it wasn't some sort of mental health issue. It wasn't some sort of lapse or whatever. Everybody speculating about that was wrong. And he was basically said it was hurtful that people would jump to that conclusion. And that's because... We have an organization here and across this entire well, we league sport. that doesn't want to give right. any sort of information. information and that ultimately hurts players. Right. Because here's the thing. When you have a sport that has giant fan bases, like any of our sports do, but even in the NHL, and one of the most important players is just gone without reason. Just gone. There's no explanation for why something has changed whether it's a one-game healthy scratch or whether it's Robin Leonard being gone for a month or whatever, people are, A, going to ask why, and when there's no actual reason they're given, gonna speculate. they're going to come up with their own reason. Right. Well, what did he do? Right. right? What happened? Like, why is he out? And for Capo Caco, it was, well, what did he do off the ice, right? Did he do sure. something as simple as, like, miss a team meeting or break curfew, or, or was it something more did severe? did he get in trouble? Right. And for Robin Leonard, it was, well... He's had mental health problems in the past and he's it's happening again. And that's right. why he's not here. There is a level to help the players that coaches and teams, front offices, whatever need to be more forthcoming about why players are out. It's more fair to their own players. Mm -hmm. And you don't end up with Capo Caco having to explain why he was out of the lineup. You don't end up with Robin Leonard having to explain why he missed a month. If teams would just say, and it's this just is why he's out. So it's just, just a simplicate. The simplistic explanation. Yeah. We thought the other guy would help us win. Right. It takes like four. Now, again, like you said, a columnist, whoever can disagree and just rip them for it and say, no, that's wrong. And this is why. And look, they lost the game and who they put in for him. And I don't know who they put in for him. Didn't play as well. But you, but you didn't even do that. That would have taken two seconds. Right. And the speculation would have died as soon as, yeah. as soon as Galant exactly. says, yeah, we just thought so-and-so was, was a better option. Yeah. Okay. It, you, you lost. That was a bad choice. And, that that's what we do in like sports media and sports fandom as we complain about decisions coaches and players make. That's normal, but the whole speculation on well, what did he do was ridiculous. They didn't speculate much about Ryan Reeves being scratched. <laughs> everyone knew that. Everyone one. everyone knew that one. They didn't have to ask that. Here's an important question for you: Gallant scratched Reeves and Capo Caco. He did not tell Caco that he was going to scratch him until he put the lineup up. Did he have a conversation with Reeves before? Well, wasn't Reeves scratched enough to where he already knew? Maybe that's true. Maybe it's ha it I did mean, happen. It happened several yeah. times, I think. And so. Gallant did it here in Vegas a couple yeah. of times, so I too. I don't think he needs to tell Ryan why he's being scratched. <laughs> Ryan just stopped showing up to the arena in anything. Like, yeah, he's he, just he, like, he I just didn't knew. even bring my bag. He just stayed home. But I, it would be funny. Gakko actually played. If he had a conversation with Reeves about, hey, we're taking you out of the lineup tonight and didn't do it with Capo He was having the conversation as Capo watched it, walked into the room right. and waved at everybody. Right. Hey, what's going on? He's like, oh, Reeves is out buddy. tonight? Yeah, yeah okay. Well, he's always out. Yeah, we, we're used to that. He's like, oh, you're next. All right, we've got more stuff to give away here. If you want a $150 dining card, 
to Fogo de Shout. We got it for you right now. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. You can try and discover new foods that you can't get anywhere else. Welcome to What's Next at Fogo de Shown. Reservations at Fogo.com. 702-364-1100. A $150 gift card. Be caller number eight. Call Sam at Ash at 702-820-1234 or visit their website, samandashlaw.com. Sam and Ash, because you deserve what's right. Guess who's here? Ed Graney's here, guys. What's up, guys? Whoa. What? Who is that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know. We forget about <laughs> him. I have no idea who it is. He's not real, but <laughs> yes. Is it the real Ed Graney? It might not be. It could be an impersonator who <laughs> got through the six levels of security here yeah, at Lotus exactly. Broadcasting. I'm a fake it. Um, so, okay, on fake Clay Thompson, uh, this guy, he's he's dressed up like Clay Thompson or at least tried to look like Clay Thompson before and has fooled fans. I don't know if he's ever fooled levels of security like he has here, but he says that he got through multiple levels of security, got on the court, shot around for 10 minutes before being uh, kicked out, and ultimately the Warriors have banned this guy from coming back to Chase Center and coming back to Warriors games. Uh, how legitimate is his sort of argument that, hey, I wasn't trespassing, your security let me in? <laughs> I mean, it's a good argument, but look, <laughs> when you, you have a ticket to an event, you really have a ticket to go to your seat and that's it. But I'm with you guys. I think the bigger headline here is how many security officers were fired over this. Yes. And also, I'm looking at myself and thinking of all the venues I should be banned for life from because I've done this where I wanted to go a few rows up and I just act like I belong there and just walk by. And so, I, look, I think they should have owned this as their mistake. And rather than ban them for life, just kind of got in on the joke since there was no harm or foul. He didn't he didn't hurt anyone. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't it wasn't destructive. He was just having fun. And it was their bad. What if he did in some way shoot a basketball and hit someone in the head and cause a concussion? Uh, and he did something that, you know, did hurt someone. Who's ultimately responsible for the arena for screwing this up and letting him in? Him, the team? Like, is everyone Steph responsible? Curry. Steph Curry. <laughs> Steph Curry. Well, the way he shot the other night, he almost <laughs> hit someone in the head. Uh, but is, is any who's more responsible that this guy got past all these security and, and something actually happened to somebody? They would all be responsible is the short answer. Uh, so, the, obviously, the, the suit would be against the guy, the impersonator, but it would, but I, I, again, I think if I had the case, we would certainly bring in the, the arena, the security company, if there's a third party contractor, and anyone that allowed that to happen, because just because they make a mistake or the guy looks close enough to the other, you know, to the, to the player, doesn't mean that it, uh, it, it absolves them of responsibility for this. Is there, has there ever been an example of some sort of person that was like, impersonating a celebrity and actually did something really illegal and the celebrity almost got in trouble for it? I can't think of anything. Okay. No. Maybe I, online. I, that's the only yeah. thing I can think of. Can you guys? No, but I was just like, if if fake Clay Thompson had people convinced he was Clay Thompson and actually did something illegal, like... 
I can't imagine it'd be fun for oh. the real Clay Thompson. Yeah, no, so I've got, like, I mean, I used to, as a kid, <laughs> I would tease my brother and give him a baseball card that I autographed with oh. the players, you know, like oh. as if it was really his. Okay. And then and then I panicked yeah. because I was like, I that eBay came up popular, and I was like, uh-oh, he can't put these up for sale. They're they're not real. Wow. So. Is, that, is this a Southern California thing? You're not going to believe who else has done that before. Who, okay. Ed? Okay, so there might be some some it's a Catholic paraphernalia and and basketballs <laughs> and other stuff at the house with Michael Jordan's autograph. I mean, it's just, <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not admitting to everything, but there might be if if you know. And he's old enough now to just disgustingly look at me when he knows it's not what it was. But boy, when he was younger, that really took off. Oh, a great oh, Christmas! Man. It was a great Christmas around the granny uh, house. The act is just trying to like. <laughs> prank her brother you were trying to pass it off to your son as some great birthday <laughs> present lot worse jeez <laughs> all right oh, man so we're terrible people yeah and we got to go back to catholic school i, I guess <laughs> i would have been kicked out <laughs> i almost did all right here's i i have another like just argument type question for you guys because there's a story that henry ruggs lawyers are going to try to get the blood alcohol level that he that the police took from him after his fatal accident. They're going to get that or try to get that excluded uh, from the prosecution here of Henry Ruggs's accident. And their argument is that the police did not have probable cause to test for the blood alcohol level of Henry Ruggs after this fatal accident. That can't be real, right? No, it is. It's really? very real. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, you've got a high profile defendant. There's huge things, huge criminal consequences at stake. So, and he's going to pay his lawyer to fight every little negative, bad piece of evidence from being admitted. So his lawyers are doing the right thing here. But whether or not they will succeed, that's another thing. The standard for an officer to get a warrant for a DUI is actually, for probable cause, is relatively low. It's watching driving patterns, if they see objective things, the smell of alcohol on a person, bloodshot eyes, slurred speech, all of those observable traits, they will take to a magistrate and say, hey, I observed these things. I need a warrant to get either a breath test or blood test. And so that's what they're going to do. And, and Henry Ruggs' lawyer is doing the right thing here. He's trying to get all of the evidence that's very, very hard for him to overcome at trial out. What are the chances something like this in your, in your experience would be thrown out? Well, re- remember the the bicyclist crash that happened out uh, in the desert, mm-hmm. and that was an issue with a you know with with an, they they improperly ended up taking the guy's blood. Nevada Highway Patrol screwed the pooch on that one, and ultimately resulted in the guy not getting nearly enough time uh, in, in jail for what he did. So these. I would say it's very. It, I wasn't there. I don't know all the details of it, but uh, but it, these there's a lot of technicalities that have to be met. Police should very carefully follow the letter of the law to prevent later subsequent challenges to these searches because these cases are made entirely based on that on on that on that evidence of of of, of intoxication. So to me, this is. I, I don't think in this case he's, they're going to be successful because I think there were enough reasonable grounds to ask for that warrant to get that search. But if they find any defect 
in that process from the probable cause to the warrant itself, uh, then then I'm, I'll tell you, I think they've got a problem. Yeah, and that's the critical thing. Either the defendant here, Henry Ruggs, consented to the blood draw or the DUI breath test, or they have to go get a warrant. And so here the issue is whether or not they had the probable cause to obtain that warrant. And Sam's absolutely right. Going through that process, the, these officers have to follow the letter of the law or they risk that evidence being thrown out. So it, it'll be interesting to see, and we've seen it happen before here. Is it me or just when I hear that, it's like, how quickly can you get a warrant on a guy? Quickly. There's oh, you always, can. A, yeah, magistrates are actually on call 24 7 for this. You know, they do like rotations. So an officer can call in, give a rundown of the facts, and. It's like Uber Eats. You just <laughs> order it up and. It'll be there in 15 minutes. Yeah. All right. Uh, last story. This is the from the Chargers. Dean Spanos is the owner. He is currently being sued by his sister. And she has two different accusations here. One is an accusation of Dean Spanos um, and his his brother of being misogynistic. And she doesn't, as far as what I've read about this story, she doesn't have any specific details, just sort of a generalization of, hey, they think women are less than men and they treat me less than I should be treated and I'm going to sue them and claim they're misogynistic. But there's also another part of this that deals with money where they're accused of breaches of fiduciary duty and that they've diverted money, $100 million, out of a trust that owns part of the Chargers and they've paid off debts. They apparently bought a private plane that she claims has no uh, business use. It's just a personal use and they use money from the Chargers to do this. So, First, on the, the the claims of misogyny, like, does she have to come up with some sort of, like, evidence of, hey, he's done this, and that's a sign of misogyny? Like, she can't just walk in and say, hey, he treats me poorly, right? Well, wait, wait a minute. This is, is a brother-sister <laughs> war. I mean, just with a lot more money. It sounds like Ashley's family. I'm just kidding. Uh, so, wait, that's why we're cracking up over here. So, uh, so maybe in California... No, I'm kidding. I'm a lawyer. We're both (laughs) lawyers in California. Even California doesn't have a cause of action for misogyny. Okay? (laughs) So so this to me, that's just her being, you know, being, trying to load this complaint up with, in her view, relatable, sympathetic arguments that, that will, you know, sway people to, you know, feel sorry for her as a woman. The Second part of the case, if those are serious allegations and they're actionable, and there are certainly causes of action in California's state court you can bring for misuse of a family trust or any kind of trust or even company, a company, you know, company funds. So to me, that is, she definitely has a, a case there. Now, these are just allegations. It doesn't mean that they're, that any of this is true or actually happened. So she'll get her day in court and she'll have to prove all these things. I feel like the um, breaches of fiduciary duty claiming they've taken a hundred plus million dollars and used it to pay off debts. There, there should be, if, if she's telling the truth, there should be legit evidence that would prove that without a doubt. Absolutely. Well, she's good. Well, I'm going to say if her claims are legitimate by her throwing the misogynistic behavior allegations, it's foolish. She's trying to just 
pile on and a jury won't like that. If she's got legitimate claims against her brother and the trust for self-dealing, breaches of fiduciary duty, she will have the documentation to prove that they've made decisions that were against the best interests of the trust and the, and the family finances. And you're right, it'll be provable and easy to document in front of a jury. And so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But I would maybe imagine a settlement of some sort. Is your brother going to sue you for uh, forging those autographs? No, 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 no. I warned him there was no damage. I mean, he could sue me, (laughs) um, but there's no damages because I I cut it off at the pass. Nothing happened. My son better sue the wife because she has all the money. So (laughs) (laughs) you can can sue me all you want. You're not getting anything. (laughs) You're getting maybe a potato chip. Exactly. Well, uh, the top two autograph forgers in Las Vegas on the show together. (laughs) Sam and Ashlaw, samandashlaw.com, 702-820-1234. Guys, as always, we appreciate Thanks it. Thanks, you guys. Oh, so Thanks, fun. You Thanks, guys. What are you guys doing in Southern California? Just forging yeah, autographs. Just forging and giving things it to left and right. It's ridiculous. All right. Coming up next, we get into Bischoff's briefs. Bischoff's briefs. I wanted you to see these player evaluations that you asked me to do. Bischoff's briefs. I asked you to do three. Yeah. Bischoff's briefs. To evaluate three players. Yeah. How many did you do? Bischoff's briefs. 47. Okay. Actually, 51. I don't know why I lied just now. We still got one last thing to give away in a few minutes. Stay tuned if you want to win a pair of tickets to go see three ice hockey coming to Las Vegas this weekend but Bischoff's briefs today all right we might have gotten the first step for the future of how our sports leagues distribute their games to fans major league soccer signed a deal with apple tv it's a 10-year deal worth 2.5 billion dollars one of the key details though is that there will be no local blackouts so That is a positive thing. Right now, to use baseball as an example, right? If you buy MLB.tv, you can't watch your home team. So if you're in Houston, you cannot watch the Astros on MLB.tv. It will be blacked out. Here in Vegas, we get blacked out for six teams, all the California teams plus the Diamondbacks, right? They're blacked out. Same thing happens for NBA and NHL streaming services. Your hometown teams, you're blacked out. You can't watch on their streaming services. Well, next year, Major League Soccer, if you buy the Apple TV package and you're in Philadelphia, you'll be able to watch the Philadelphia Union play on Apple TV. Right now, you can't watch them play on ESPN+. Plus. You'll be blacked out from it. So that's a big detail. That's a big step. That is great news for people that stream sports, that want to stream sports, because you can actually pay for a service that's not cable, that's not direct TV, and watch your local team. Right now, you cannot do that. So that's a step into the future. Majority of people that buy MLB.tv complain about the blackouts. Same with NBA and League Pass. Same with NHL uh, and their center ice package, right? That's a big complaint. Major League Soccer is eliminating that to an extent. Uh, there's two problems with the way Major League Soccer is doing this, though. First off. They are completely ditching local television deals, which means 
right now, if you're to say use somebody in Philly in the union, if you're paying for cable right now in Philly, you get the union games on a state on a channel on your cable package next year. You will not get that. You will have to pay an additional cost to Apple to watch the Philadelphia Union game if you're currently paying for so cable. It's almost like this Friday on the channel on DirecTV, I usually watch the Dodgers. It's going to Apple, but it'll come off that one. So I won't be able to watch. If I don't have Apple, I'm not watching Friday's game. Exactly. But this would be for the whole season now for Major League right. Soccer because everything is going to Apple TV. So there will be no more local TV, right? Like for you and the Dodgers. That's the if exact it went example. to Apple TV, if next year, none. if next year they came out and said Major League Base MLB TV is gone, we're going to Apple TV, all local TV deals are done, no blackouts but you have to pay for Apple TV. Right. You would not watch it through your direct, your, TV, direct package. TV package. You'd have to pay extra for Apple to watch it. So what that's going to do, and, that, and here's the thing, that might be the future of sports on TV. We, the, we might get to a point in the future where there are not local television networks for the NBA, Major League Baseball, or hockey, right? That might be the future, but the problem is right now, it kind of screws a couple of people. A, it's an extra step involved, right? Finding a channel on cable is a lot easier than, oh, i got to pay for Apple TV and I've got to have a Fire Stick or a Smart TV or whatever it is, right? There's an extra step involved. But it also kind of screws out like a casual fan. Because if you're a diehard fan of your favorite MLS team, you're going you're gonna to buy Apple TV next year. It's going to be no problem, and you're going to watch all your team's games. But if you're just like a casual fan, you're probably not going out of your way to buy Apple TV specifically so that you can have your local team's games. So it's going to prevent sort of that level of, hey, I'm kind of interested in this MLS team. Oh, I watched them on TV. Oh, now I'm really involved. You're, you're going to miss a lot of that because pay, people aren't going to pay for Apple TV right, for something exactly. they're not already heavily invested in. But here is the actual worst part of this deal. The no blackouts thing, the streaming online, but not having local TVs, all that I think ultimately can be fine. The worst part of this deal, though, is they are still going to have national TV games on Fox, ESPN, and their Spanish channel they use, Univision. So what that means is, if you want to watch your favorite MLS team, you still have to pay for cable. Even though they say they're going off of cable, they're still going to have games on ESPN, Fox, and Univision. So if you want to know for 100% certain that you're a Seattle Sounders fan and you can watch every Seattle Sounders game. You got to pay for Apple TV's MLS package and you still have to buy cable because the Seattle Sounders are going to play are gonna two, play. three, five games right. on ESPN, on Fox, on Univision. Right. And those games will not be on Apple TV. Those will only end up on ESPN, Fox, or Univision. So to watch Major League Soccer next year, you're still in the same position you are right now where you have to pay for cable and you have to pay for a streaming service. So it sounds nice, the no local blackout things, but in reality, they didn't really change anything. Right now, if you want to watch all your MLS team's games, you've got to pay for cable, and you've got to pay for ESPN+. Plus, Right? Because right, they stream, right. they use ESPN+, Plus right. as their MLB.TV type thing. Next year, you got to pay for cable, and you got to pay for, for Apple, Apple TV. TV. They didn't really change a whole lot, despite touting, hey, no local blackouts. Now, that's the fan perspective. All of our leagues kind of suck in terms of where the fan should watch it. 
From the actual league perspective, first off, $2.5 billion over 10 years is great for Major League Soccer, right? That's a, that's a lot of money for Major League Soccer, and a big reason why they would do this is they're going to get that money, and they can sort of tout this no blackout things and pretend that they're ahead of the curve, even though in reality they're not. But if we take this for like Major League Baseball or even the NBA or NHL, I don't imagine this type of deal happens anytime soon. Because first off, Major League Baseball this year – uh, they're going to get $1.8 billion from their national television deals. So that is ESPN. That's Fox. They have games on Apple TV. They have games on Peacock. They have games yeah, on, on YouTube. Peacock, exactly. Yeah, and YouTube TV. All those places combined pay Major League Baseball $1.8 billion this year. So even if Major League Baseball were to go to a streaming-only service, they would not be getting rid of the national TV games. You'd still have to pay for cable and the streaming service because they're not saying goodbye to $1.8 billion. No every single year. But here's the other difficult part to use major league baseball as an example. All of these teams sign their own local television deals and all of them make at least 40 million a year off of that. I think the Marlins are the low end. The Dodgers make over $200 million on the channel. I watch. Yes. That's like two pictures on their local (laughs) television deal. So, because of that, right, and here's the way it works. Sportsnet LA pays the Dodgers $200 million, and they do that so that most of the Dodger games, like 150 of them, right, are on that channel, only available on that channel. That's why local blackouts exist, because Sportsnet LA and all these other uh, TV networks across the country pay these specific teams so that they are the only place that people in L.A. can can watch the Dodgers, because... If Major League Baseball did away with local blackouts and just said, hey, ML, you buy MLB.tv, you can watch every game no matter what. Why would Sportsnet LA pay the Dodgers $200 million no. when people can go to MLB.tv right. and watch the Dodgers? Right. Right. You wouldn't. And so if Major League Baseball would, were to do that, Sportsnet LA would no longer pay the Dodgers $200 million. It just would be dumb for them to do that because people would have a cheaper right. alternative to go watch it. We're talking about Major League Baseball getting billions of dollars every year from these television deals. That's why we're not going to have any significant change in Major League Baseball for a long time. That's why the blackout setup is going to remain in place. That's why it's going to be difficult for fans to watch all their team's games. I mean, hell, the Astros this week, they play on Apple TV Friday night. They play on their regular local channel on Saturday and then on ESPN on Sunday. I've got to have cable MLB.tv and Apple TV. Which to one watch do you have all games. three? I have MLB.tv and I have uh, Direct TV. I'm going to have to do a free trial of Apple TV, hopefully, to watch the Friday night game. But like, maybe I have to do that to watch the Friday night game because it's on Apple. Yeah, I want to say there's a Saturday game on Amazon Prime. That's the Yankees. The Yankees went an extra step and did their own Amazon Prime thing. I mean, like, what do the Yankees get paid for their local TV contract? I think they're they're also right around two hundred. They I have to. the Dodgers are number one. They I think the Yankees are number two in terms of what uh, they get paid local television deals. So the amount of money that baseball and you can apply this to the NBA and NHL as well. The amount of money that these leagues get from local TV deals and national TV deals means there is no change coming anytime soon. To the whole streaming. local blackout things. It's just not, it It does not make any financial sense for baseball to do that because they'd be throwing away two plus billion dollars yeah. every year and that would just be stupid. All right, we got some tickets to give away. A pair of tickets to go see three ice hockey at the Orleans Arena on June 18th. 
Six skaters, six teams, plus a goalie and a Hall of Fame coach on each team. Find more information at 3ice.com. 702-364-1100 is the phone number if you want to go see 3 Ice Hockey at the Orleans Arena this weekend. 702-364-1100. We'll take caller number six. Broken bat, bloop into short center field. Out goes Trey Turner. In comes Bellinger, and it's not caught by either. And the bat came back and got the umpire. He's down. Ooh. Nate Brown. Tomlinson, the home plate umpire, is down. There's a handle of the bat at home plate, but it was the broken end of the bat that came back and got the home plate umpire. Trout saw it, and Trout was distracted going down the uh, the first base line. So the Dodger trainers are out there immediately. Oh, this is scary. You're locked in the press box. <laughs> Have we found out if the umpire is okay? Walked off, uh, walked off, and again looked like when they zeroed in on his face, the eyes were okay, uh, but the cut was under his eyes, so he got really, really fortunate that it didn't take out an eye. So he did walk off with security, and um, then they got the uh, one of the infield umpires came and uh, and did a good job, given how he rung up the angel with bases loaded and two outs. So I like that guy. <laughs> well, he, he just hurt my friend. Yeah, exactly. Um, that is actually a like. Had Mike Trout just like stopped and was a good human being and like had gone back to check on him. Are you the player that would be like, give me the ball. I got to go step on oh, first. Oh, sure. I throw, I throw the 100%. first base in a second. Okay. I throw, I, I, I throw it as far as I could the first G- base. Guy pulls a hamstring round in the bases and can't get up and move. You go tag him out. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's different than I, okay. You hit a ball, you hit a ball, and it hits the pitcher in the head, and the pitcher goes down like a. You run to first and then you check better, on Yeah, you run to first instead. Okay, you don't run, rate, don't run out of the oh, baseline. No. No, You're I'd, out. I'd run to second if them if didn't call time. <laughs> I, I'm not. I, I'm not a doctor. He, I'm not going to help him. I'm going to keep going until you tell me to stop. If they if the umps don't call time and everybody leaves the base pass, absolutely. We talked earlier how Mike Trout turned around and made sure Will Smith, the catcher, was okay as the lumpire was thriving on the ground. <laughs> he didn't even look at him. He's like, Will, are you okay? You all right? Uh, I do have an important update for you about uh, BTS and their hiatus. Oh, okay. And my fiance. It hit her yesterday. She's devastated. <laughs> that they've broken up and oh, they're going yeah. solos? Because yeah, yeah. remember, I texted her during the show, and she responded like, oh, that's okay. Like, as long as she saw Sugar, Yeah, she's still going to get to see her two favorite artists perform individually or whatever. Uh, yeah, it hit her yesterday because she actually went and read their quotes about it, and she was like, oh, this is like... They're not coming back. Yeah. Maybe in she, 20 years, like you said, maybe they come of, back a long time from now. Right. She had the realization that, like, oh, BTS mm. might be done done. Like, they're... And so it, it hit her pretty hard. She was she was I mean, sad. The Rolling Stones have done, I want to say, 20 final tours. So she's got another... She's got a shot. She's got another, like, 60, 70 years. She's got a, she's got a shot. They'll be old. Were there though. tears? Uh, yes. Oh, man. There were some tears. Oh, man. Didn't cry when I uh, <laughs> when you asked her to marry you. Didn't uh, cry when BTS broke up. Yeah. Does that mean BTS is more important to her? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, that's from what he said. I don't even think that was a question. Yeah, not at all. Uh, yeah. Of if course. she chose to get married, uh, stay with you, but not get married and never listen to another BTS song in her life, what would she choose? She couldn't even, she couldn't read about them. She could know nothing about them. So she either gets to marry me or she gets to listen to BTS. Right. You don't have to break up. Ah, uh, yeah. She'd, she'd choose no marriage, listen to BTS. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> we have one of those. <laughs> 
VR headset things? Yes. And have you seen videos of the people who play Beat Saber, where mm-hmm. it gives you a little lightsaber oh, and you lightsaber. break yeah, the yeah, boxes yeah, yeah, to the yeah. beat of the songs? Yes. She bought the BTS pack for that and plays that like twice a week, three times a week. Yeah. So uh, you wouldn't be getting married. Okay. No. Would not no. be getting married. She can never all. listen to BTS again, or you guys can never have another dog. Oh, she'd choose a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Dog she, people. Okay, she, so dog people. She'd choose the BTS, dog. BTS. Her dog, BTS. Tyler. I was going to go 50 feet of crap, Tyler. <laughs> 50 feet of books, that's for sure. You're going to read oh, yeah. books. Oh, this really never should... to be able to read another book. Yeah. You'd be out. That's right. <laughs> if you combined dog, BTS, and books, you got home today, the clothes would be on the driveway and those three TVs oh, would be gone. don't have a chance. I mean, it, you'd have no chance on that, in that yeah. situation. No, she'd keep the TV. She'd just put different BTS <laughs> music videos <laughs> on all three say, of them. She's got, she's got footage of all their concerts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No longer for the NBA playoffs and the <laughs> oh, Astros. No. Soccer. It's, it's oh, BTS man. music videos instead. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely lower here on the list than yes. most things. But, yeah, yeah, I think dogs would Join be... the club. Dogs would be number one <laughs> because she can... She can. Is she just like your roommate? A little bit, yeah, yeah, it's a little bit. It's it's good. Dogs, <laughs> dogs, dog people, man. You're not you're not taking them away. No, no, no chance. chance. We're we're close to getting another one. It's the time, you know. Got to let some time pass. Wait, but, how uh, how are the birds? They're doing great. They have they haven't escaped. Can they leave the cage yet? Or are they no, still? No, no, no. Okay, no. That's probably never gonna happen. Never. Oh, boy. Yeah. They lost one already. There's... Yeah. yeah, we already lost one. We can't yeah. lose another one. No, they're fine. Yeah. I don't go near them anymore. I'm not allowed. You're not allowed? No. My wife changes <laughs> the do? seed in the water, and I'm not allowed near them because there's every chance they will get out if I if I go near them. <laughs> what happens if she, like, leaves or something? Well, she she has left and uh, before, and she changes everything before she goes. So she doesn't leave for long enough to where they won't have any seed or water when she gets back. <laughs> they just may never get that cheat uh, lifted off their cage. <laughs> the sun does not... He, if they're making too much noise during the day when it's bright out, which is very sad for birds, I come in, I'm like, well, why is the sheet on the cage? Because oh, when you put the sheet over, they man. think it's night. It's, it's over, man. They don't make a sound. These poor birds. I know, and it's sad. I'm like, what are you doing? Wait, she's putting the, the sheet over? No, it? no. Like, if my son uh, is working or he's doing a lesson with somebody and they're too loud, it, that's what happens. <laughs> poor birds. I know. Let them know the sun's out. <laughs>